Hi, I'm Pete Price, and my podcast this week is with Ian Christie, the marketing manager for the Royal Court. Find out all about it. Find out how they've struggled like every other theatre in this country. This is my podcast. This is Ian Christie. Liverpool Live. First of all, as uh, somebody who's got theatre in his blood, uh, thank goodness eventually you got a grant for the theatre and has been used, which is amazing. But how have you coped and how have you coped with the staff? Do you know, it, it, it feels so good to be back talking about shows again and thinking about shows again because the last, the last 12 months have been uh, well, incredibly tough for everybody. I'm not making any sort of special case for, for theatre. But fortunately, because of the um, the funding we've been able to access from the uh, COVID recovery fund, um, we've been able to keep all the staff on. We've been able to keep everybody paid. Um, we've had people on the furlough scheme as well. Uh, so the good news is, from our point of view, is that when we reopen the doors again, we're opening for box office tomorrow, and when we reopen the doors again to the audience in July, the, the same staff, all of the staff who are involved, will be there ready to look after people again. I haven't missed the theatre at all. I've missed the cafe. <laughs> <laughs> Have you missed your bowls of soup? I've please? missed the bowls of soup. The best bowls of soup you can get in Liverpool. <laughs> it was so good. I wrote about in the Echo. Um, I, I, I've got Goose Pimples talking to you again because um, we've got Chris on from the Playhouse and Every Man After You after the news. And I really wanted to talk theatre tonight. Uh, I was on uh, Pete Price uh, is Dead when we went into lockdown. So I was there when it happened. Let's just explain what's happened with Pete Price and let's get that out of the way. Yeah, I mean, Pete Price is Dead, we had that scheduled. Well, that, that was the show that was running when we got the, well, when the decision was taken that we had to close the theatre. Um, and it, it almost happened on the night. You know, we, we took the decision on the Monday at about half past five and that night's show went ahead but it meant that no other shows could, could go ahead uh, after that. Uh, initially, when, when that happened, same as everybody else, we were told that we'd be closed for about six weeks. So we thought, well, it might be 12 weeks, but, you know, let's just, just in case. Um, and it's been more than 12 months. So initially we moved Pete Price is Dead into the autumn. Uh, and then that was autumn 2020. Then, as that looked like it wasn't going to happen, we moved it through to autumn 2021. Um, and then we've had to plan for uh, sort of sm smaller shows or shows with less risk, because um, Peak Price is Dead is a big show, uh, and it's, it's a very good show, very funny show, and the audiences were loving it. Um, but we need to plan just in case we have to open with a restricted capacity again. So we had to move it again, but unfortunately we were looking at next year, 2022, which is already full up. Uh, so it it would have been beyond that, 2023. So we thought that's not fair on the audience. We'd, we've done refunds for all of the audience. And then um, when the show comes back, when it gets slotted in, as I'm sure it will, then uh, they can buy their tickets again then. Great. Uh, now, I went to the Royal Court uh, before Christmas uh, when you had... We were in this amazing situation in, in Liverpool where we were doing everything that nobody else could do because we had this tra tra uh, track and tr trace. And, of course, then everybody came in. So I was there. I can't remember the show, Ian, because I couldn't stop crying. And other audiences were like that. The emotion, I have never felt emotion like it in a theatre. And it, and I went to St. Helens as well, to the Theatre Royal to see their panto. You can't explain that, can you? 
No, and it, it, it's it's crazy because when it when it first opened, you, you, only essential businesses were were kept open, and rightly so. Uh, but it does make you feel a little bit. It's a little bit of um, a, a blow to the ego of what you do to be described as non-essential. And um, I, you know, obviously, we were perfectly happy to close down. It was the right thing for us to close down. Um, but that idea that, that it's not an essential business. Um, and then you see the response from the audience. Oh. Now, the audience have been amazing throughout, all the way through, every phone call from box office, every interaction, every everything on social media. It shows just how much the audience love coming to the Royal Court, but love coming to all of Liverpool's theatres, you know, and the support has, has been amazing. And then to get them in over Christmas, we were able to run, we got about three weeks of the Christmas show, yeah. and every single night... The response was incredible. Yeah. People just desperate to support us in any way. Yeah, and uh, I also respect respect the Royal Court for the decisions that were made, where you used two cast casts, which was great because you were giving your actors that you use all the time the chance to work. Well, that, that was it, and we we did that. That was partly funded by again the COVID recovery fund that we we applied for. Um, but when it came round to the actual production, we said, well, how can we employ, well, how can we do this in as risk-free way as possible? Mm -hmm. And so we thought, well, two casts or a swing cast where you've got different members, of, you know, an understudy cast. And we said, no, well, let's do two complete casts. And that was also two complete crews. So backstage, uh, stage management, uh, everyone involved there. So it meant that we were able to employ double the number of people uh, on stage and backstage that we would have done for a normal show because a, lo a lot of people a lot of freelancers in this business and they hadn't been able to access yeah. the furlough scheme they they'd sort of fallen between the cracks a little bit yeah. so as soon as we had the opportunity to employ people we went out and employed as many as we could Ian, um, you've extended Christmas this year because your biggest show ever, ever is always Christmas. And I think you surprise yourselves every year without going into your takings. But uh, I, I think you surprise yourself. This year, as part of the package, which we'll talk about now, you've extended it, haven't you, to, to also get money back, but also to make sure people are entertained. Well, that's it. We, we've, we've looked at the dates and the structure for, for when we could put it on sale and when we could run it. Now, you're right, every year our Christmas show is breaks the box office record, and it has done for the last three, four years now, where you go, okay, how many, and in every way, how many tickets do you sell on the first day of sale? How many tickets do you sell for the whole run of the show? And everyone now wants to come and see the, the Scouse show at, at the Royal Court at Christmas. Um, so this, this year, we've got it running a little bit longer. We've not gone on sale with it yet. We're going to go on sale with it in July. Um, because we want the first three shows to to get a good show in first yeah, yeah. of all. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we're going to we're going to start it a little bit early. We've got extra dates penciled in if we want to run it a little bit late, because we, every year we're trying to squeeze people in. And uh, this time round, we're going to put some extra dates on to make sure everyone in the city gets a chance to see the biggest show of the year. Yeah. Ian, uh, before you tell us what's coming on, uh, two questions. One. Are you opening downstairs uh, at all? Because downstairs you've got the most wonderful studio, which I've worked in, and it's the most intimate, beautiful room, or are you leaving that for now? For now we're going to leave it. We're going to have another look at that in the autumn once 
oh, well, plan things for the autumn once we get the all clear um, from the government in terms of social distancing. Yeah. Because it's only 150 seat space. And as soon as you apply any sort of one metre or two metre rule, you're yeah. talking about only getting 30 or 40 people in there, which um, it doesn't work for an atmosphere, it doesn't work for a show. So we're going to have another look at that. We've got we've got ideas, we've got stuff pencilled in, but we don't want to put anything down there until uh, until we know that this thing's gone away and the vaccines work for everybody and everyone can sit shoulder to shoulder and, and you know, have a drink with each other. Once that's in place, then we can look at getting that space open again. Now, you just mentioned shoulder to shoulder. What is the plan? Uh, and tell us about the shows you've got. Well, at the moment, well, we've got three uh, brilliant new shows coming on. Um, the, the way that we're doing it is we're going to adhere, obviously, to any COVID guidelines, any coronavirus guidelines that will be in place at the time of the show. So initially, we're selling about 50% capacity. So if there is any social distancing or anything like that, then we'll be able to do that. We'll be able to move people around. If we get to the first show starts in July. So if we get to kind of May, June, and it looks like there's going to be no social distancing, then we can sell those extra tickets. So there might be some extra tickets going on sale then. Um, Let me stop you there. So let's just clear this up because that's really great. So if anybody wants tickets for the shows, now is the time to get them because it might be only 50%. Then afterwards, if it changes, hopefully the theatres can be like they normally are. So... Anyone listening to the shows that we're going to announce now, that's what it's about. So you want to get in quick, right? Go on. That's it. Get, get your tickets in now because the first show is um, it, it's a brand new one from Jerry Linford. He, he wrote Yellow Breck Road and The Men Love Avenue Murder Mystery, um, uh, Miracle on Great Homer Street. People have seen quite a few of us here. Um, he's written a brand new one uh, called Ellen and Rigby. And it's about two characters who get stuck together in, um, well... It stars Lindsay Germain and Andrew Schofield, two of the absolute favourites at the Royal Court. And it starts off where Joe Rigby, uh, Drew's character, uh, goes for his, his vaccination injection and he bumps into Ellen there, Lindsay Germain, uh, and she wants to take him home and make sure he's OK. And then uh, they find themselves where she's uh, not, not quite held hostage. Held hostage is probably too strong, but she's certainly trying to force a relationship there. And we... We're going to find out over the course of the night whether um, Rigby falls in love as well or yeah. whether he runs away and, uh, <laughs> and gets away. But either way, I know it's going to be funny. I know it's going to be heartwarming. It's, it's Jerry Linford writing it. It's Lindsay and Drew on stage together. And it's so exciting to have it all back. I went to uh, for a walk with you the other day, so I've been through the whole script. So what's the next one? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Next, next one after that is we're bringing back a show that did really well uh, a couple of years ago, um, Bouncers, you know, John Goblin's oh, Bouncers. I love it. I've seen every um, cast. Every cast oh, member you've had, it's brilliant. It's so good. We're oh. bringing back the version that we did two years ago, which is the one by Boisterous Theatre Company. Um, so it'll be Joe Spear, um, Zane Salim, uh, Michael Horsley and Motty Berman are in it. Uh, and it's it's uh, been rewritten. Oh, sorry, it's been adapted by Morris yeah, Bassman, who's yeah. an amazing writer. And it, again, that was another one where, when we brought it in, you kind of go, "Well, let's let's see what this does." And the audience go nuts for it, and they love it. So we're going to bring that one back in over the summer. 
Ian, every time I see it, I see something different in it every single time because it's all about the personalities of the actors delivering the script and every character is every doorman you've ever grown up with. There's one of them on that stage. It's amazing. What's the third show? Uh, the third show is a, a new one we're doing with uh, a brilliant theatre company from Leeds called Red Ladder. Now, there's nationally renowned theatre company. They want to come and work with us and we want to work with them, which is great. And it's all about um, home-baked bakery in Anfield. Wow. Um, and now they set up uh, the bakery there as sort of a community project to employ local people. And slowly but surely, they've managed to uh, put plans together for all of the streets around Anfield. So some of those tinned-up houses, and they're getting turned as community housing mm-hmm. and um, small businesses. Uh, and so we, we thought, and Red Lather thought, well, there's, there's a great idea for a show. There's a great story. And uh, the guy who's written it is Boff Wally, who used to be in Chumbawamba, and he's written all brand new songs for it, and the story, it's funny, it's heartwarming, there's loads of music in it, it's a real Royal Court show. So that one's gone on sale too, and all three of them, I have to say, have sold like hotcakes. We put them on sale on Wednesday, just gone. And it was like, it was like first day of Christmas on sale. Poor old box office staff took an absolute batter and it was brilliant. Which proves everybody, we've only got a couple of minutes left, which proves everybody is desperate to get back to the theatre and being entertained, isn't it? That's it. I think people just want to be out of their house. They want to be seeing live entertainment. They want to be with their friends. They want to be having a great night out, great food, great drinks. And they know that if they come to the Royal Court, they get that. And we've missed them as well. We've missed an audience so much over the last year. So we can't wait to have them back. And I'd like to remind everybody, if you've never experienced having dinner and watching a show, there's nothing quite like it. When is, and we've only got about a minute left, when is the restaurant opening next door and when is the cafe opening? Um, The restaurant's going to open up, we're looking at June for that. We're going to get some sunshine in the courtyard before uh, the show starts in July. Uh, the cafe, I don't know, but what I'll have to do is as soon as we get the soup on the go, I'll give you a ring, Pete. We'll, uh, we'll be open as soon as we can. I'll be queuing outside the door. And just for the record, Ian is not uh, talking uh, bull. He's being very genuine. Everybody is going crazy. And what a great production to start off with. Ian, it's great to talk to you. You know we're here anytime we want to hear about the theatre. It's such an exciting time. Thanks, Ian. Uh, thanks for having me on, Pete. That was Ian Christie and the Royal Court and me, Pete Price, my podcast. If you've enjoyed it, why not subscribe? Liverpool Live.